0: This is the Trumpet of Truth podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Long. Um, it has been a few weeks since we've made an episode. We had some Thanksgiving stuff going on. We had our oldest son, Race, had a birthday here mm-hmm. this week. And um, we were just been just pretty busy.
1: Yeah.
0: Last couple weeks, so. We thought we would sit down and try to do another episode here. There's a passage that's been on my heart, um, but first, let's give you the song of the week.
1: All right. For the song of the week, we chose Awake My Soul by Hillsong. Um, It's also got Tasha Cobbs Leonard in there as well. I'll read a couple of the lyrics for you guys. Um, I'm going to read the second verse. There is a sound that changes things, the sound of his people on their knees. Awake oh, up, you slumbering. It's time to worship him. Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud.
0: You know, the first time I heard this song, and I, you know, the first verse says, There's a sound um, I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks. I thought of like it, it just puts the imagery in my head of like looking across the room and seeing like Jesus walking across and all you can hear is his robe. Yeah. You know, hitting the ground. How kinda of cool that would be and then
1: <laughs> the sound just even just, the sound of yeah, it. Yeah,
0: like or it, it's so like um it's so it, intimate. You can't even hear steps, you just hear that robe. Mm-hmm. You know, kinda of gliding across the ground.
1: Yeah, the ma- the reason we chose this song was we're in a I'm specifically in a place in my journey with jesus that praise has just really been on my heart a lot and awaking from our slumbering as a nation as a people as a family as an individual just awaking so that you can praise god praise god praise god praise god
0: and one thing i like about this song too is it has like the um the differences in how humans and people will see something versus how god will see it like Mm -hmm. they're like where we
1: Oh, yeah. The, at the beginning yeah, of this, there's we, a stanza that says where he where we hear worship, he hears faith. Yeah. And where we hear praise, praise he hears faith. Yeah, yeah. He hears
0: faith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like we we'll, we see it as us doing, you know, this gesture of worship, this, you know, these things of, of praise and, and all mm-hmm. God sees is just faithful stewards and mm-hmm. faithful children, you know. And um, I don't know. It's just interesting.
1: Yeah. It's a good song. Check really it out. It's "Awake My Soul" by Hillsong Worship. And it
0: kind of has just like a um, like a a spiritual aspect to it. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the, like when I listen to the song, it's not like any other song. I feel like a, a move of the spirit, mm-hmm. like real heavy and thick in the yep. song. I don't know why. I just I get that
1: vibe. From it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really and I always good song. have
0: from the first time I mm-hmm. heard it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, so um, with all that being said, let's. Um, let the spirit enter us right now and let's read from the, the word of God and yeah. get some truth out. So, um, we're going to be reading out of the gospel of Matthew chapter 21, the triumphal entry. Um, I'm going to start right there in verse one. I'm going to read down to, um, Oh, probably around verse 10 or so, 11, something like that. <laughs> and then, uh, we'll develop the, uh, you know, line by line as we, uh, Go back through it. So here's the reading. Verse one. Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village in front of you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds went before him and followed him and were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna on the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Mm. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, we, we were all taught about Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. Jesus comes into Jerusalem for the last time before he's crucified, which oh, if, you, if you don't know the the story, that, that's what's, you know, fixing heaven. This is just days leading up to the crucifixion, the arrest and the uh, crucifixion and all that mm-hmm. with Jesus. Um, but some things kind of spoke to me this week when I was actually been listening to another podcast with the uh, Robertson bunch, the Unashamed. And, there's a couple points in there that I really wanted them to kind of dive deep into that they didn't because the light bulb clicked for me mm-hmm. when they were talking about it. Um, and one of them was right there. And um, uh, it would be verse uh, three. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. And I try to put myself into a position of like, just being a person hanging out at my house, and these two guys walk up and they just like hop in my pickup truck. I'm like, oh, hey, uh, that's my truck. And their response would be, well, the Lord needs them.
1: <laughs>
0: How would, what would my response be to that? Because yeah. this guy just said,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: And he let him have the donkey and the colt. But, you know, he didn't even. You know, this is just a stranger. Yeah,
1: he didn't know the These disciples, two disciples, he, and
0: they're left unnamed. I'd like to know who, which ones they were. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's very, it seems like an Andrew <laughs> and a Philip yeah, type of moment. But... Um,
1: Andrew's always bringing stuff to Yeah,
0: Jesus. he's always bringing stuff to Jesus. People Every time you see stuff. Andrew, he's always like bringing a kid, bringing Peter, <laughs> bringing someone to Jesus. But it kind of hit me like, how would I respond to something like that? hmm and it's just kind of crazy. This guy was a stranger, and he was just like, okay, yeah, the Lord needs them. They're yours. Yeah. So it kind of makes the point of we all have something that can be used that God needs for the kingdom, mm-hmm. right, to help and us reach other people. In this case, it was to adopt- fulfill prophecy <laughs> yeah, and fulfill prophecy. to show the humility of our King. our king coming into Jerusalem,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: And, um, so how would you react to something like that?
1: It'd be, it'd be really hard. I mean, especially in these days and in times, it's not, not like it was back then, but any mode of transportation, like a car, I'd be like, no, like I paid, I paid my money for that. That's my car. What are you going go to do with it? Are you going to bring it back? Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> I've got to go to work in the morning. I got to get there. Or even like us, you know, we have our, you know, 20 or so headaches of a uh, cattle. Mm-hmm. What if someone comes, hey, I need I need that that mama and that calf right there. Yeah. Why? Why? Well the Lord needs him. For <laughs> <So> what? <laughs> you know? You know, so I mean that crazy dynamic of this passage right here. Cause it, we all you know, when we hear about this passage and we read this passage, we kind of fixate more on like the humility and the humbleness of the aspect of Jesus riding in on a donkey. Right. But I think this part's kind of overlooked. The Lord needs them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. They're yours. And another point, um, before he, you know, tells them to, to go or whatever, and they meet the guy that has a donkey and he says, yeah, you can have him." He, Jesus says, you will find a donkey tied in a colt with her. Untie them. And if anyone says anything, you shall just tell them that the Lord needs them. Mm-hmm. So Jesus knew where this donkey was where you know, the donkey in the cult were, who the owner was and what the owner's response would be. So then that raises the question, you know, if you have a relationship with Jesus, y- you know, you've got to be willing to surrender everything, whether it be like, you know, you physical items that you own, money, you know, vehicles, house, food, stuff like that. Cuz at the end of the day it's not yours, right? Right. So you've got to be able to surrender all those things and also surrender yourself spiritually
1: so that God can work So that you. God
0: can work through you because although he can use physical things like transportation, food, money, resources to bless the people, he can also use you mm-hmm. as a person to reach other people too. Like it's not necessarily a physical things. thing. It's yeah. it's just basically a full surrender of everything that makes you, you right. to Christ. Because at the end of the day, it's not yours. It's his.
1: Well, a point to that is there's some things that we hold in such high regard um, that we're not willing to give up to fully surrender to God. And a point that our pastor made that I thought was very powerful was if you're not willing to give those things up for God, then those things are your God. You're putting those things above Jesus and God. You're worshiping them as an idol. And I mean, you might say like, oh, I don't, you know, make an altar to, you know, Buddha. So I don't have any other gods before God. But if you're not willing to give something up for God, then you're prioritizing them and holding them as your God.
0: Yeah. What's the past? Uh, where your treasure be, your heart be also. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, this guy could have very easily said, no, heck with you, man. I need my donkey and that yeah. colt. You know, I, I need that. You know, go your way. Find something else. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. You know, he knew in that moment that the Lord needed it. Right. And he surrendered.
1: Right. I think another interesting perspective to take there is the disciples' role. You know they were basically going to steal a donkey. Like they didn't know what yeah. enemies they might meet or what you know farmer might come out with. You know, didn't have guns back then, but oh yeah, these days a day, weapon to-
0: yeah, these days you roll up on a farmer, you're like, hey man, I need I need that horse, and <laughs> that colt, what for? Jesus needs him. <laughs> the sucker's probably gonna draw a gun on you and be like, yeah. Jesus, who? <laughs> you know, so. uh That's just
1: an interesting perspective that they also were.
0: But they believe what he told them. Yeah. He said, you tell them that the Lord needs him and he will send them at once. Yeah. He won't think about it. He ain't going to meditate on it. He ain't going to threaten you. He ain't going to try to beat you up. Mm -hmm. He's going to say, okay, and you're going to get him. Right.
1: So whatever mission or journey or path that God's leading you on, have faith that, you know, he's leading you in the right direction. He's not going to cause harm to come on you. (laughs) Faith that he knows what he's talking about. He knows there's a donkey and a foal tied up waiting for you.
0: So there's one thing in the triumphal entry that um, Luke talks about that Matthew and Mark didn't account for, which Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the synoptic gospels are just basically the same story told by three different people who saw it through different you know.
1: Right. Like if you from saw three different
0: few viewpoints, I mean, it's the same story, but it's just like if me, you, and someone else seen a wreck, we would tell it,
1: three different ways. you know, generally right.
0: the same, but it would be different details, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So one thing that I wanted to kind of touch on here in Luke at the end of the travel entry is, um, you know, so he, Jesus is, uh, coming up the road on the donkey and people are saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed mm-hmm. is he, you know, yada, yada. Hosanna
1: in the highest. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, um, and it basically ends like that in that little Segment there in Matthew and Mark, but in Luke, there are some Pharisees in the crowd.
1: Oh, of course, there are everything uh, that Jesus does. It'd be in
0: Luke 19, chapter 19, verse 39 is where you could find this. And it says, and some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus answered, he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. So basically, you've got all this commotion, the crowds mm-hmm. and the disciples are chanting, they're hollering, they're saying, you know,
1: Hosanna, he's Hosanna. the Lord. He's the he's Lord God. He's the
0: Christ. He's Yeah. He's a the prophet, of, you know, from Nazareth.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And these Pharisees are in the midst of the crowd, too. They're they're in amongst them. And I'm sure it kind of got them
1: stirred up. Stirred up and sure. irritated.
0: So it's like, well, basically they're saying like, "Well, you wouldn't be nothing without all these people and these disciples yelling for you."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Jesus's response is I tell you, if these were silent, these people, the very stones would cry out.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. That's so
0: powerful. The very stones would cry out. So I guess I take that as don't be silent. Don't let the rocks cry out. You shout it, spread the gospel, mm-hmm. share the good news. It's, you know, it's so important, but you know, Jesus has the power that even if we don't, even if we don't, the rocks will cry out. Because he's holy. Because he's holy.
1: That reminds me of a song.
0: Oh <laughs> you're yeah, You're going to get a bonus yeah. song yeah, in this podcast. To,
1: yeah. um, so he was talking about the rocks crying out. Um, there's a song by Jordan Smith. It's called Great You Are. And the whole premise of this song, the whole um, chorus talks about the rocks crying out. And it says, I won't let the rocks cry out. I'll shout it from the mountaintops. Let everything I am reveal the glory of how great you are. I won't let a breath go by and miss a chance to lift you high. Let everything I am declare the story of how great you are. Oh my gosh, how powerful those words are. Don't let the rocks cry out. We are supposed to be the ones screaming from the mountaintops that everything I am and everything I have... Is because of God, everything that we have and everything that we do should reveal the glory of our Savior Jesus Christ and how amazing He is.
0: Absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on here at the end. <laughs>
1: I feel like we're just bouncing off end. of each other are, because you um, think of something, overview, <laughs> back
0: to me. That's how it goes. Um, oh.
1: uh, that one was "Great You Are" by Jordan Smith. If you guys want to check that one out, that one's super powerful too.
0: So. Okay, yeah. So the Jesus is coming in on a donkey, and you know he's got his disciples and a crowd following him. Right? We have these other people, these stand, these bystanders, asking in verse uh, ten. You know, when he introduced them, the whole city was stirred up and saying, "Who is this?" So you have this crowd following Jesus,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and in that crowd there are some Pharisees that are right, you know, irritated. But there's also the people.
1: Like watching, In like, by the singers. city, yeah.
0: right? They're not part of the crowd, but they're kind of watching. And they're like, well, who's that? Who
1: is this? Who and are they chanting about? The crowd
0: say in response, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth. And what's crazy is that I would, I mean, it's not necessarily written word for word in scripture, but you'd have to make the conclusion here that there are some people in this crowd that were. Hooray, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then, like, three days later, they're yelling crucify him. Yeah. They're in, you know, well, there's Pharisees there.
1: Yeah. In that <laughs> so they're obviously. So you know
0: there's some other people, maybe a bunch of them, mm-hmm. that are, you know, rah, rah, vish kumbah
1: mm-hmm. with
0: him. But then, here in just a couple days,
1: Can are going to be the enemy. The story. Yeah.
0: And that doesn't, like, I'm not speaking down to those people, because, you know, we all fall short, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be a person yelling "crucify."
1: <laughs> no, yeah. So we want to
0: just an interesting take it. You know, it's um, just reading all this. You, I'd always just thought as a kid and reading through this story, I just picture Jesus on a donkey, and there's people like laying branches down and or you know singing and whatnot. There's a lot more going on, I think, than than just what that. the
1: eye, mm-hmm.
0: you know. So
1: I mean, not only is there prophecy being fulfilled, I mean every single part of Jesus's ministry and his arrival and his, you know, death, crucifixion, and resurrection, I mean, that was all prophecy fulfilled. And this is just another example of how every step that Jesus took was prophecy being fulfilled.
0: Which is this is kind of a a squirrel moment. I have those from (laughs) time to time.
1: All the time. Um
0: (laughs) yeah. Uh it always baffles me on how like Jewish Orthodox they don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Even though he literally fulfilled like every single prophecy in the old Testament.
1: Right.
0: When it came to the Messiah, how how could he not be? (laughs) Yeah. Like your whole, you know, everything you've read and you believe and all the prophetic words spoken by all the major and minor prophets, like Jesus, he fulfilled it.
1: His very footsteps were fulfilling prophecy. Even his
0: crucifixion about not a bone was broken.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the, the sponge and, and the the vinegar the uh, the casting lots for his clothes like all mm-hmm. of that was fulfilling prophecy and then to go even further when jesus said on the cross uh father father why have you forsaken me he wasn't saying oh god you've left me here alone to die no. like like what a lot of people teach right. he was quoting, quoting scripture. scripture so people would that were the the people there would know. at the cross would be like
1: wow wait
0: god <laughs> didn't forsake him what's he doing oh my goodness yeah that passage
1: well because i mean if they were jewish they would have had to memorize the whole you know the men would yeah the men would have memorized the torah so they should have known what scripture he was quoting and hopefully realized And then have realized, seen all
0: of the other things yeah
1: mm-hmm. like
0: wow they're casting lots for his clothes not a bone was broken on his body water poured out after yeah. he was stabbed with the uh, with Sphere. the sickle the yeah. spear yeah so, i mean i don't know that's kind of a scroll moment but how? <laughs> Like, how could you be a, well, you know, they read the Torah, which is the Old Testament, basically. Mm-hmm. How could you be a student of the Old Testament and, for the most part, understand, and, or quote-unquote understand, Right. have read all the the prophecies of the major and minor prophets and then not still not believe that Jesus was the Son of God? He fulfilled them.
1: Yeah.
0: He fulfilled them. I mean, even something as simple as riding in on a donkey, like, that's not significant. It is. But it's not, I mean, big picture-wise, that's right. not that big of a deal. But it was such a small detail, he wasn't going to leave it out. No. Because he had to fulfill everything every single fulfilled. one. Right. Whether it was just tying his shoes a certain way <laughs> or he's quoting scripture up. on the <laughs> yeah. cross. Like, he, everything came into play at the right time so scripture meant. and prophecy could be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, another squirrel moment. But
1: With that being <laughs> said, though, we have these squirrel moments because we feel like we have been trying to operate in the flow and in the spirit and wherever the Lord has guided us to talk about. That's where we want to talk about. So thank you for hanging in there with all of our squirrel moments, because that's where God is leading us.
0: Allie has the spiritual gift of the administration and of mercy. Those are her (laughs) spiritual gifts. And um, I don't even know what mine is, but I think one of them is just, off the cuff, if that's a if that's a yeah. gift, I'm just more of like an off the cuff kind of guy. Yeah,
1: because I always want to have a plan, and Jacob's like, Nah, we'll just roll with it. I think that's type A and type B. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I try to give my most authentic self, right. and I don't think I can do that if I've got you know word by word, line by line, reading it to you like it's a script. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like that's my authentic self, so I just so
1: I'm learning from him to be more in the moment and be. Comfortable with being uncomfortable, and he's learning. I'm trying
0: (laughs) to be more organized in my thoughts and in my my little squirrel rabbit, (laughs) you know, whole moments. But anyway, is um that's pretty much all I you know wanted to talk about. But you know, just some what a
1: triumphal entry it was. Yeah, what Mm -hmm. a
0: triumphal entry. But just keep in mind the things that the Lord needs, Mm -hmm. and it's not that. If you follow Jesus, he's going to take all your stuff. Right? That's, not, that's not it. It's are you willing to give it up if he asks for it? Right. Just like Abraham. Are you willing to take a knife to it?
1: Yep.
0: Burn it up. For me, if I ask you, are you willing to do it? Because there's some things in our life. There's There are some Isaacs in all of our life. We all we all have an Isaac that at some point we're going to have to take a knife to. hmm or be willing to take a knife to right, right. So, anyways, get on that level. I challenge you, listeners, to get on that level. Be ready to take a knife to your Isaac if God, you know, is calling you to do so.
1: And, and meditate on the word. Like this was a passage that we've read a million times. We've had read to heard us of it, yeah.
0: yeah. We've seen
1: it. videos and you know movies and all sorts of things about Palm Sunday. But meditate on the word and let God speak through the word that you've read a million times. Chew on it, as our yeah, Pastor it, Adam yeah, likes Pastor to Adam say. say yeah, chew, chew on, on it, it. Chew on
0: it. You know, the 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 big ribeye steaks that are in the Bible, you can't just swallow them whole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got to chew on them. Yep. Get that flavor out of it.
1: <laughs> get all the the meaning that God's wanting you the to get. The juices. Yep. The juices.
0: Yeah. See, that's what Yeah. V- <laughs> veganism. You can't make an analogy with, <laughs> with vegetarians or oh, just suck on that broccoli. <laughs> What? No, that steak can chew on it. It <laughs> juices out of it. It's protein. It's nourishment. It's good for you. Amen. But.
1: All right, I'm gonna close us in prayer tonight, dear Lord. Thank you for bringing Jacob and I here tonight to make a podcast to spread your word, Lord. I pray that your message reaches everyone that's listening, and you light a fire underneath those listening to spread your word. And I pray that you. Help us to keep sounding the truth and help us to not let the rocks cry out, Lord, and just praise your name. I pray for everyone that's listening. I pray for Jacob and I. Please continue to bless us and our family, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night,
0: guys.